morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour live from the Hole in the Ceiling Studios in beautiful Deer Valley, Arizona. I don't know about beautiful because it's getting a little hot out there. But, uh, you know, I was just thinking about the hole in the ceiling. You know, way back in the day, we used to refer to it all the time as that when we first moved in here. You know, it's actually kind of funny when I think about it, because when we first moved in here, we we had put in, like, our office supplies. You know, we, we brought furniture in. We hadn't yet brought in the studio or the computers or anything like like that and we are here one day and we were we got robbed yeah they they came and we didn't even have the alarm put in yet because who wanted to steal office supplies but yeah that's that's what they did they they stole our office supplies and then of course the the next day we had the the guys come in for the alarm and and all that stuff and and this was back you know just a little perspective it was a lot more vacant then than it is today uh but uh they were installing the alarm and they were up in the in the ceiling and i'll never forget it because i I was in my office and next thing you know i just hear this crashing sound and this guy is falling through the, literally falling through the ceiling. And I mean, I jump up out of my chair and I'm thinking, holy cow, this, and he's, he's falling head first. And it was incredible because he was actually saved uh, by the wiring. The, like, I think, I want to say it was Cat 5 cabling. I, I don't know exactly what it was, but there was wiring up there where he fell from. And it had wrapped around his ankle. And when he fell, his head was probably an inch from the ground. And he's just kind of hanging there. And uh, hence the name, the Hole in the Ceiling Studios. It was it was quite an adventure when we first moved in here. Uh, and you know what's funny is we moved in, I think it was 2005. So we've been in this location for for 13 years but for those of you that didn't know why if you ever hear us reference the hole in the ceiling studios uh that was why uh, thankfully the guy was okay and we got our security system and nobody's ever uh, broken in since our toll-free number 800-951-0592 the website and humility prevents me from saying more it's the best in the business at allamericangold.com we got the shopping cart out there the metals program out there if you want to do uh an ira uh in hard assets we got all that out there of course all the articles and the videos and and the the social media right the youtube the facebook the twitters i mean we we got it all at allamericangold.com uh I don't even know where to start today. I guess we'll start with the with it's Thursday and it's NFL draft day. Yeah, who's your who's your team going to get? We we need a quarterback out here and and it just it is funny cuz you know we're on in Phoenix and Denver both on 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 radio in both of those places, podcast everywhere else. But how many times uh Arizona and Denver are linked together? 
Uh, a bunch of people are saying well, that we're going to trade picks with the Broncos, potentially. Uh, I don't know. We'd have to probably give up the farm so we can move up and get a quarterback. Uh, so a lot of people will be focusing on that all day. Uh, what we do here, we focus on financial stuff and what's going on in the markets. We had two different economic reports today. One we get every Thursday, right? That's first-time jobless claims. We, we, we fell to a new modern era all-time low. In other words, how many people had to go to the unemployment line for the first time? Okay, so so it uh, doesn't mean that they've never been in on, on unemployment, but they were recently laid off and were actually eligible for unemployment. And, and now the new number, this was the lowest number since 1969. And little by little, they're finally trying, you know, they're, they're still acting like it's some great thing. And little by little, though, you're starting to hear shades of the truth. Why is it that it's the lowest since 1969? We figure, I, I, and I'm guessing here, but I'm going to guess we got a, a hundred million more people in the country. <laughs> I mean, you know, shouldn't be that low, but it just reflects on what we've allowed to have happen. Today is walkout day here in Arizona, and I think Colorado and other parts of the country, the red for red, and we have schools closed all across uh, the valley as all of these teachers are out there uh, striking, uh, well, I guess not striking yet, walking out because they want more money. And remember, uh, and they got a lot of support. They do. It's all misguided. But they've got support because all of us know that you know what? If you make thirty-five, forty, forty-five, fifty grand, you're not you're not real well off. I mean, you're just not. And and the funny thing about it is, you know, the jobless claims number goes hand in hand with what's happening today. We're going we're gonna to tie it all together. Why are the people walking out today misguided? And where should we look for the answers? We got all that coming up. Don't touch that dial. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. So, you know, you got this. Everything's great. Right, the economy's great, and, and the tax cuts were great, and we had jobless claims, the lowest since 1969. Uh, the one other report, by the way, and I'll get to this real quick, and then we'll go back. Durable today. When you strip out orders for Boeing, uh, durable goods, there was no increase. Make it worse, the business, the business investment piece, of the durable goods order was down for the third time in the last four months. You be the judge. Okay, and I don't mean to listen, I'm all about tax cuts. I love them. But not when they're just a giveaway. Right? And and, and especially now, not when you're running trillion dollar budget deficits and they, they gave them away for companies to buy back their own stock and the durable goods orders reflect it. They just do. So if the economy's so great, 
do we have all of these teachers walking out all over the country? And, and why is it that they're marching on the state capitol? I don't get it. And let me explain myself. The governor in the state of Arizona is not in charge of teacher salary. They don't pay them. <laughs> governor Ducey has no power to give teacher pay rates. That's done by the school board, right? The, the school boards have that part. Now, the school boards, well, oh, they've cut the funding. They've done this. They've done that. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe they have. But when you actually look at the true budget for Phoenix or Arizona or Colorado, any pick a state, doesn't matter, Kentucky, Oklahoma, right? They don't have any money. And you're kidding yourself if you want to believe that they do. So here, here's the reality, though. Why is it that these teachers need to walk, feel they need to walk out? And the answer is it's the Federal Reserve. This is the banking system that, you know, well, by hook or crook, we all now have been enslaved into. Because they devalue the currency. That, you know what? Not only do they devalue it, now they brag about it. And and so at the end of the day, when you sit there and you look at, like, like I said, I have tremendous sympathy. I do. Remember, and I've said this for a long time now, the heroes of this economy are the ones that are working the two and three jobs. And yep, school teachers, I, I cannot tell you how many times I've been in a lift and the person driving the lift has been a school teacher. One of my best friends is a school teacher. He works three jobs. Three. And that's just to, you know, stay in the middle class. And so I get it. But marching on the the, the the Capitol and walking out of your classrooms, it's misguided. Right? What we need to do is we need to start walking on the Federal Reserve Bank, right? All of you should be on a, on a bus to San Francisco or on a bus to New York or a bus to Washington saying, let's get rid of the Central Bank. We're tired of the game. All they do is make our hard-earned work worth less. Then, why is that? Why does everything cost more? Have you asked yourself why it does? Have you really? I mean, really? There's no reason for it to cost more, but yet it always does, and it always costs a lot more than what they say. Right? You think about what it is that they've done to try to persuade all of us that this is the great way of doing things. Let's pick up something that all throughout history, going all the way back to the Ming Dynasty, has always failed. Let's do that. And you know what? People are like, yeah, okay, that's a good idea. Hey, it's failed every single time. 
Oh, well, then let's do that then. Yeah, that sounds real good. You mean every time they've done it, it's gone to zero? Yeah, let's do that. You know, when I tell the story about the real reason why our founding fathers said the money should be gold and silver, and why they warned, you know what, you think about, and they wrote so many things, the founding fathers. Most of it you never hear about, right? You know, in history, history, they have a way of trying to rewrite history for everybody. You know, and I won't even go into uh, the whole Boston Tea Party thing and how most teachers teach it. It drives me insane. Because it's not really what happened. See, they wanted the money to be gold and silver because they knew about paper money. Right? It was the real reason behind the Boston Tea Party. Was they had forced the colony to use script money and turn in their silver and their gold and get the script money. Because you know, more convenient. And then all of a sudden people didn't want the script money anymore, right? England was like, hey, we don't want that script stuff. But wait a minute, this is what you said that we're supposed to use. Ah, well, too bad. But we're going to go back to silver. <laughs> right? Collins got mad. And this is, because so, they knew it was nothing but the destructor of wealth. And our founding fathers used to warn about allowing the bankers to be in charge of our fiscal well-being. And now you have teachers walking out of the classroom and saying, you know what, we can't do it anymore. Right, because they, they know, hey, for the last 10 years, right, paychecks have gone down. But I actually know like I said, truly one of my very best friends in, in, in the world. I'll just use him as the example. Three jobs. One of them, he doesn't work for Uber or Lyft, but he does uh, chauffeur around a wealthy individual on uh, two nights a week. A different guy does it five days a week. He, he does it two nights a week. So he kind of drives people around. But... but uh, they're actually making less. Sure. Yeah, everybody else is too. Me too. Guess what? Me too. And guess what? So is everybody else out there. Right? I mean, you got about 10% of the, the people out there that are doing pretty well. Then everybody else is learning how to make do with less. Right, even if the paycheck didn't go down, the, the cost to buy everything else has gone up and you got less. And it stinks. It sucks. It does. And you think about nobody, you know, and I've yet to hear. So we've already agreed here. I heard the governor last night, we're going to pay them 20% more by 2020. 
And I, I don't know what that, I don't know if that's actual teacher pay because again, the governor doesn't determine how much the teacher makes. So I guess he's going to give it to the school boards, and they're going to do whatever they do with it. Where's that money coming from? Right? Who? What services are we going to have to get rid of? Or more importantly, how much are property taxes going to have to go up to pay for it all? And 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 the funny thing about it is, is people are so uneducated, they have no idea. These teachers are walking, they have no idea what they're walking out on. All is they want at the end of the day is, I, I want more money in my paycheck. And really, shouldn't we really want things to stop costing us more money? Wouldn't that be a better solution? Listen, a gallon of gas is still a gallon of gas. It hasn't changed. A pound of ground beef is still a pound of ground beef. You know, when it, it's so funny is, uh, last night my wife and I was two nights ago, we were, we were heading to Costco. And it was great because I got to buy a whole bunch of food that 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 tastes real good. Being facetious, and not that the food at Costco is bad, but you know I'm on this new diet. But uh, I don't know how we got on it, but we started talking about when we first got married in the first vehicle we bought, and and it was a uh, it was a Ford truck, believe it or not with a little step side and it had the the third door on it and we had uh our oldest son joey was just a baby and we used to live down the street in an apartment from where this costco was and remember remember when costco used to have super cheap gas it's still a little cheaper but now it's not even that much cheaper than the rest but gas it was 99 cents a gallon 99 cents and now it's almost three dollars a gallon right if i actually fill up next to my house the most convenient place for me to get gas three bucks still it's the same gallon of gas that it was 18 years ago why it <laughs> why is the price tripled and the answer really is what? The devaluation of our money. The fact that we got tricked into allowing the bankers to be in charge. And now, you know, the funny thing, what makes it even worse is instead of exposing them, we allow for them to change the rules. Like, look how they calculate inflation today. Right? Not even close to what they, how they used to do it. Because let's say if they did it the way they used to do it, they they wouldn't have been able to have interest rates at zero. The ten-year note, we wouldn't be talking about a ten-year note at three percent. We'd be talking about a ten-year note at about eight percent. The national debt, we wouldn't be talking about a trillion-dollar deficit. We'd be talking about three trillion. And instead now we've got, whether it was the fast food workers wanting $15 an hour, or now it's the teachers walking out of the classrooms because they, they can't make it work. Listen, 
so few people in America can make it work anymore. You know, I think about our guys. Look at our, our new office in Colorado. We got a brand new show in Colorado. Jason and Brian, right? This is the second job for them. They're like everybody else, right? Everybody's got to have a side hustle. Because we can't make it work. And all we want really at the end of the day is everybody wants more money. And I just wish we'd go the other and say in, in, the other way and say, wait a minute, why should I need more money? Right? They they've just trained us. We're so used to the prices of everything just going up all the time that people just accept it. Well, that's just how it is. Didn't used to be. Matter of fact, for the first 195 years of this country, that wasn't how it was at all. And really, if you think about it, we went, you know, right up until the this the you know this 1971 era where things got really crazy, and now we have these academics that run the central bank. That when they don't like the results, they simply change the question. Patriot Radio News Hour, halftime on a Thursday. Come back if you can take it. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, presenting a daily conservative pro-family perspective since 1983 and continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. In February, the Texas Public High School Wrestling Program awarded the state championship in Class 6A Girls 110-pound division to a biological female who identifies as a transitioning transgender man named Mac Beggs. Beggs is still a female on her birth certificate, but has been on testosterone hormone therapy since 2015. According to the University Interscholastic League, which runs public high school sports in Texas, Mac is required to compete as what her birth certificate shows, a female. What this means is a female taking testosterone therapy to increase muscle mass and strength is allowed to compete in the girls' division and has taken two state championships over two years with an undefeated record. She has defeated the same young woman twice now, in 2018 and 2017, for the state title. This insanity is patently unfair to the other young women who compete fairly and without the aid of muscle-building treatments and politically correct progressives behind them. Beggs may claim it's her technique and heart that make her a champion, but the girls she wrestles beg to differ. The Dallas Morning News asked senior Kayla Fitz, who was undefeated until she lost to Beggs in the 2018 semifinals in February, if she thought it was fair to have to wrestle Beggs. No, she replied firmly. The strength definitely was the difference. She added a parting line, emphasizing the unfairness, saying, I didn't anticipate how strong he was. This story of a biological girl with the strength of a man being allowed to compete against other girls is the latest in a long line of transgender activists using children and teenagers as their political playing pieces. When a girl like this is allowed the advantage of essentially doping on testosterone because it's politically correct to allow her gender preference, other females are deprived opportunities for scholarships, awards, and recognition that they would otherwise have access to. 
The left can claim all they want that so-called transgender students are victims of a judgmental society, but in the sports world, what's really happening here goes by a simpler name, cheating. Thanks for listening to the Phyllis Schlafly Report. You'll be glad to know the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly continues, upheld by Ed Martin, president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Chairman Helen Marie Taylor, Treasurer John Schlafly, a full staff in St. Louis in our nation's capital, and thousands of citizen volunteers, her eagles, across the country. You can be part of that legacy at phyllisschlafly.com. That's phyllisschlafly.com. It's a noble effort. Who doesn't want to make more money? Right? And, and, and they come out and they've got all the arguments. We haven't had a raise in years. Nobody has. Right? We went from, think about from the 70s to today. So one of the things that I noticed as I was watching the local news was all of these uh, communities were setting up, hey, if you uh, need a place to send your kids, And I got, and it got me to thinking, you know, when I grew up, I know it was way, way, way back then, when you didn't have to bring reams of paper, when you didn't have to bring boxes of Kleenex and paper towels, <laughs> all this other stuff to the first day of school, right? First day of school, you showed up. But everything was already there for you. Now it's a much different, much different program back you know what you didn't have to pay to play have your kids play sports you actually had art and band and auto mechanics and wood shop right you don't get any of that anymore but you never had to worry my mom was home my mom wasn't home. My neighbor's mom was home. If they weren't home, the other neighbor's mom was home. Or people were home because both parents didn't need to work. And now that was the biggest thing. Hey, you know what? And again, like I said, I think there's a lot of sympathy out there, and there's some, and there's other people that are like, hey, I got the same problem too. If I walked off of my job today, I'd be fired. And this is a battle that's going on everywhere. Look at the jobless claims number today. The lowest since 1969. Isn't life great? See, what they don't tell you is, hey, we've allowed for big business to lobby our elected officials and change how they hire people. Yeah. The reason why it's the lowest since 1969 is most companies, the last thing they do is actually hire full-time workers. You know, full-time with benefits that we actually pay for. No, they, they want temp jobs contract work, right? I mean, think about the, the jobs that, that are out there. You don't get to file for unemployment benefits. That's not better. 
I mean, it's better for business, I guess. Right? Then they don't have to pay unemployment insurance. They don't have to pay payroll tax. Right? They don't have to pay workman's cop and this and that. Trust me, I know. Those things cost money. So it's much better to do it the other way. And they're sitting there and they, and again, like I said, they, it's, all of it is misguided. Because all we're doing is trying to treat the symptom. Hey, we've got a cold, hand me a Kleenex. It's the same thing here. Hey, you know what? Our money's devaluing so fast. I need more money. That's what that's what we're doing today. Our money is devaluing so rapidly that I need more of it. Does that fix the problem? Okay, so guess what? We're going to give you more. Well, five years from now, guess what? You're going to be walking out of your classroom again. Going, oh, my God, the money's devaluing so fast, I need more. One of the reasons they walked out, I just told you, hey, the governor already said we're going to give you 20% more. And again, remember, he can't actually give the raises. He only can give the money to the school districts, and then they decide what to do. So so the fact of the matter is I have no idea what the teachers are going to end up with. But they walked out anyway because you know what they really want? Well, we want to guarantee that every year you give us more. Right? Because that part they do have, right? They, they understand that. Well, wait a minute. You're going to give us more, but then we're not going to get any more in 2021 or 2022 or 2023 or 2024 or 2025. Right? All this we're doing is treating the symptom. You know, what was funny was, uh, where was it today? Somebody put out how much does it cost to rent a two-bedroom apartment in your state? How much an hour do you have to make in order for them to be able to to rent a two-bedroom apartment? And I just thought, man, that's, that's incredible. That's fascinating. And like here in Arizona, we're one of the cheaper states. You have to make almost $18 an hour here to rent a two-bedroom apartment. And I guess they're assuming you're working 40 hours a week on top of that. Colorado, you got to make over $20 an hour. California, you got to make over $30 an hour. There is a handful of states, you know, the states where nobody lives in, even there, $14 was about the minimum. And, and you think about, you used to be able to rent a two-bedroom apartment on a minimum wage job. And, and, and all of these things, it, it's incredible how quickly the, the money is becoming more and more devalued. And now you got, like I said, you got all these people walking out, uh, wanting more money, doing all this stuff. And, of course, everybody wants more money, and, and, I, and I'm telling you. This is just the beginning. The debt of the nation is starting to become a huge problem. 
right? And just the, the raising of rates alone is going to put hundreds of companies out of thousands, really, out of business because they're zombie companies. And we'll save that for another show. But just keep in mind this. The answer to our problem isn't more money. Matter of fact, it's more the creation of more money that's got us into the problem. You know, we used to be a fiscally responsible nation, and our founding fathers knew if you left the bankers in charge, this was what was going to happen. And, of course, what's next? What are they doing, right? What are they getting us ready for? They know. They're getting ready to change the money. And we're getting ready to go to some form of a digital currency. I got a story out of Ireland today that you're not going to believe. That's coming up next. First, they took your gold away. Matter of fact, these bankers said gold was the problem in 1933. And when you really think about what happened with the crash of 29 and all that, it was really created by the central banks themselves. And they convinced people that they had this great power that no one had up until now. See, they, they, they had figured out, they had unlocked the, the answer to why it was that all of these other fiat currencies over hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and thousands of years failed. And that now they had they had the secret sauce. And in order for them to save us, we needed to take the gold away. Because you know what? We studied this. And, and some really super smart people. We wrote a formula. Yep, sure did. Matter of fact, we went to the best schools the money could buy. Now, granted, going to those schools didn't cost a hundred thousand dollars a year like they do today. Well, I'm exaggerating. It only cost seventy five. <laughs> right? They went to Harvard and Yale, and. They came up with these great these formulas, and well, you know, it's right here. Look, look at look at what the formula says. And the formula says that you know when things get you know tough like this, we got to stimulate. That's a nice word, stimulate. Who doesn't like to be stimulated? <laughs> well, uh, uh, never mind. Don't answer that. What they really said was, we want the ability to create money out of thin air. Because, I mean, really, when you think about the money that's in your wallet, it's just a piece of paper with a bunch of color on it. And by doing that, 
we can avoid right these bad times. But don't worry. When things get better, right, we'll, we'll pay it back. They wanted to use debt. Right? That was their that was their great big formula, right? When you when you boil right down to it, and they have formula. I mean, they don't even use most of them don't even have numbers, right? They're just a bunch of squiggly lines, and you know that mean this and that, and who who knows what it means? I mean, it's fancy. Right, and they hand out Nobel Peace Prizes for it and everything. But when you boil it right down, here's what they said. We want to create money out of thin air. We want to go into debt, and that'll fix it. And don't worry, because as long as we pay it back, it'll be fine. Well, once they realize that paying it back was a lot harder than it appeared, right? Because once you know, once you give something to somebody, it's real hard to take it away, right? Why do you think we got these pension problems? The answer to the pension problem is simple. Everybody's getting a pension, you all need to take left, right? Simple. Nobody wants that. Nobody, who's going to do that? Nobody. Why? Because it would be horrible. Yep, you're right. So then they made up nonsense. Right. Oh, well, as long as the debt is less than 3% of GDP, it'll be okay. Well, what about now? <laughs> We're already above 5 And really, if you really counted it, probably closer to 10% of GDP. Oh, let's just not say that anymore. Let's get, let's get rid of that, right? They get the eraser out. Oh, let's erase that part. <laughs> Jobless claims are the lowest since 1969. Well, uh, well, don't tell them that we don't allow most people to file for unemployment benefits anymore. Especially all of you out there that are the multiple job workers, right? Yeah, you're not eligible either because you still got a job. How about in- inflation? Right? Is it coincidence that they they came out with two percent? Where did that come from? Somebody wrote a formula somewhere. Said, yeah, see, this is great. Well, here's the problem. Inflation's a lot higher than 2%. Well, I know. Let's change the formula of how we calculate the inflation. And then then we can say, look, see, it's only 2%. So guess what they did? Hey, that gallon of gas too expensive. I guess you can huff it double. You can walk. You'll walk more. There you go. See, you, you just drive less. So there's no inflation there. Cost of a new car, according to the central bank, and I'm not making this up, cost of a new car has not caught, gone up a single dollar in 20 years. Yeah. Now, we all know that's bull crap. But, you know, think about it. Hey, look at all the advancements you have now. You can plug your phone in to the car. And we got satellite radio. Right? Your seat. We can warm your butt through your seat. Or cool it off. Right here, we hear you cool it off. We got we got the air-conditioned seats where, you know, you, you people up in the, in the cold part of the country, you get to have warm butts. 
no inflation. We just changed the formula. Unfortunately, one formula that never changes, all fiat money goes to zero. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Final segment, Patriot Radio News Hour, gold down three. Uh, $1,318. Silver's down three cents. $16.47. Today's special, U.S. $10 Liberty gold pieces. So we were running the fives. We're out of those. Two ten for less than a 20 today. Uh, $695 a piece. That would work out to thirteen ninety dollars uh, for a 20. So two tens. Or ten dollar Liberty gold pieces, six ninety five at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. And as we're talking about how they just changed the formulas, like they've 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 created the magic elixir. That nope, it's not going to go to zero. It's going to zero. Of course, they're going to come with the electronic money. Over the weekend, this happened in Ireland. Your money in your bank account can vanish. That's the lesson from the enormous screw-up at Ulster Bank that saw payments and bank account balances suddenly vanish. Customers were left out of pocket and struggling for funds. Payments, including salaries, were not made. Cards were declined, and customers had no access to cash. Ulster Bank blamed the issue on human error and claims this morning that they have finally fixed the problem. Although it has taken customers four days to be able to make urgent payments, right? In other words, buy stuff, pay the mortgage, pay the car insurance. Uh, eat. The error was occurred after scheduled IT maintenance that went somewhat awry. That's funny. Many customers found themselves unable to access their accounts, while others had access to other people's money. You know, and it's just one of these things that I think about. Uh, you know, the fact that we're going into the digital currency age. I want, just keep this in mind. Rather than be seen as an inconvenience for customers, bank users everywhere should see this as a reminder. Money in the form of digital, and I don't care what it is, pounds, euros, dollars, right, you pick it can just disappear. Whether it's human error, hackers, or the more likely scenario, our own central bank and government themselves. And that's where we come in. you got to have something set aside that isn't in. It's not in your bank account. It can't be hacked. <laughs> You know, can't have IT maintenance wipe out your whole life savings. Make sure you're prepared and have some, well, some real money, something that's been money that won't go to zero, that's been money for 5,000 years, 
and it's only where you know where it's at. Talking about gold and silver. U.S. $10 Liberty Gold Pieces, six ninety-five at 800 951 Everyone take care. We'll see what happens tomorrow.